Welcome to Chasing Growth, a podcast on leadership ideas, organizational health, and personal growth. To help us spread the message of Chasing Growth, please subscribe, make a comment, and share this podcast on your social media. And now, a new episode of Chasing Growth. Here at Chasing Growth, we use the Anchor app to record our podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free and easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I recommend it. We use it here at Chasing Growth. Many leaders get promoted because they do a great job. The performance is very good. They work well and people praise them and they feel valuable. They do great work and they get promoted to be leaders. Sadly, sometimes this can be a mistake. Sadly, this can be a big, big mistake and can affect many people. And the reason why is because many leaders who find themselves in that position, they used to do a great job. They were praised for what they did. They accomplished things and people loved them for this. They find themselves being promoted to be leaders. And at that point, they don't know what to do because the work, the work they used to do, the performance they used to have is not there anymore. Whatever process they were working on, whatever system they were doing, whatever thing they were creating is not what they're supposed to do and somebody else is supposed to do it. And their per- personal performance is not that important anymore, but it's the performance of the team. And many leaders find themselves struggling with this, struggling with this, not knowing what to do. They feel lazy because they don't feel they're doing much work and they fail to realize They have to walk away from the work and be above the work and be able to examine all things and work on the next few things I'm going to mention. And that's why I call this uh, today in Chasing Grow, I call this the what a leader does. Because today I want to talk about that. The things that if you're a leader, you find yourself, you know, micromanaging because you don't know what to do. You're trying to do part of the work because you feel lazy. You're taking work from other people because... Uh, they don't going to be able to do it. They don't going to be able to finish. And you're taking everybody else's slack um, because you want to make sure that there's no problems. Nobody come to you because there's problems. If you're in that place, let me tell you, you have to fire yourself. You have to find yourself beyond that work and put yourself above the team, above the process and be able to see the whole thing to be able to make it better. And what a leader does, I want to talk about that, and hopefully that will encourage you, change your mindset, and understand that right now is not your performance, but the performance of a whole team. And to do that, you have to change. You have to start changing what you do. And again, you may be in that place that you feel lazy or insecure, and you keeping information for yourself so you feel important among your teams or, or teammates and it's just so important for you to understand that that's not what a leader does. But what a leader does is what will transform uh, people's life, environment, etc. And it's very important. So what a leader does. First of all, as a leader, you have to, again, be above the process. Be able to see the whole process and eliminate friction of the process. 
as a leader, it's very important that you you are the one because one, you have probably you have the authority to do it. You have to eliminate the friction in the process. What do you call friction? Anything that is stopping the process to move forward faster, uh, smooth, is, is anything that's stopping the process to be better in the service that you're providing. If you have customers, um, are the customers ha- have to go through a bunch of options to get to you? Is there too many uh, things they have to do? Uh, and you can think about your internal customers and external customers, your, being your internal customer, your coworkers, the people who's in your team, and the external customers, the people who actually purchase your product or get your services. So you have to eliminate the friction in all those process on those uh, point of contact. For example, it can be how many clicks are you doing in the computer to do this thing. That can be elim- eliminating some friction. can bring some walls down or silos in, in your uh, department, uh, church, or company. You bring those walls down to communication and to meetings and different things like that. Politics, you start killing politics and policies. Um any bureaucracy there is, is around that that the power of the desk, you know, people who who have to sign everything, you know, and all that stuff, and nothing gets done because there's too much bureaucracy. Or people who tend to say, well, we used to do it this way, that way, uh, and they refuse to change. You now, you are the leader. You have the opportunity and the authority in many cases to eliminate these things and eliminate friction, so the people who's under you. Can be successful, can feel they feel they feel free to advance, move forward, and grow. Also, the second thing as a leader that you have to do is to create a culture. You're a creator, definitely. If you're a leader, you're a creator. You create you create a culture. You have to create a culture where people know how to treat one another. That's very important. You have to create a culture when people know how you're gonna behave with one another, what things are acceptable and what is not acceptable. You have to create a culture when people know how to deal with conflict and what kind of conflict is acceptable. Um, the other day I interviewed somebody and one of the few things I said, I said, listen, you gossip one time, that's it. For for me, for example, in an environment, gossip is terrible. It's the worst thing when people talk bad about others. I don't know why people does it. There's no fear of God when people does these kind of things. But gossip for me is a big deal. So. In my groups, gossip is not accepted, for example. We don't tolerate it. And we I repeat it. I talk about it. And I, and sadly, I have to correct people because of that. How we fire, how we hire people, how we correct people, how we do things and, and, and what we do. All those things are, are you creating these guardrails for people. Uh, you almost you, you, you determine the lines of the field where the game going to be played. And so people can play freely and they can feel confident when they play the game, the way that you presented it, um, they can be successful, successful. They can, they can do great. They can have great performance, but you, this won't happen uh, naturally. This won't happen automatically. You have to create it. And sometimes, I mean, you have to write it down and you have to take the time to create uh, how things, because listen, if you don't write it down, if they, if they're not in a place where people can see it and study and you can teach it all the time and, and train people in these things, in the culture, it won't happen. So it, that's your job right now. If you're a leader, that is your job. The other thing that you have to create, you remember, leaders are creators. There's some of, 
there's an artistic side of leadership that some people refuse to believe it. I, I think it's so strong. It should be there. It should be in every leader. You have to become a creator and an artist because you have to create a future. Where are you going? How that future looks like? Why is it good for me to go there? Inspiring people to follow you. This won't happen if you just tell people do your job. You have to inspire. You have to communicate in such a way that people will be willing to go with you to that future, to that better future that you have for them. That, and, and listen, this is the hard part. Sometimes you may fail and maybe pain and maybe difficult to get there. But again, like a leader, you keep presenting that picture. If you're not, if you're not spending time figuring out how to create this picture for people to understand it and see it, you're failing as a leader. It's your job to create the future, not the team. It's your job to show the way, not the team. It's your job to show uh, where are you going with them? Why is better for them to go that way? Why will be better for their life, for their work, for their families, etc.? Why is better? You have to inspire. It's nobody else's job. It's not your boss. It's not the, the next person in charge. It's you. Also, as a leader, one of the things that many leaders fail to do because they don't want to be responsible, they, they don't want to be, uh, they, you have to be a protector. You have to some, be some, a leader who protects. The people feel protected by you. They, to some extent, they know that you will do whatever it takes to protect them. And I'm telling you, if you do that, people will work hard for you. They will defend you. They will sweat blood for you if, if they have to, if you protect them. And they feel that you protect them, protecting them. And how you protect them? You make yourself responsible. And many leaders, arrogant leaders, struggle with this because they, they still think, that, oh, if my team failed, well, it's their fault. It's their fault. But it's not such a thing. When your team fails, it's your fault. If something doesn't work in your team, it's your fault. And you and I know it hurts, but you gotta take responsibility. If somebody's not doing their work well, well, maybe you're not giving clear directions. Maybe you're not presenting a clear picture how things should be. Maybe you you should fire that person and you're not doing it. So you are a hundred percent of the time, all the time, responsible for the outcome of your team. Always, there's no exception. And if you're not willing to take the heat for that, you're a bad leader. If you're not willing to take the heat of the mistake, the heat of the problem, and be a protector of people, you're a bad leader. You have to be a protector, and people need to know that you are at their corner with them, ready to fight for them, ready to protect them, that you're willing to do it. And again, sometimes you will have to take the blame. Sometimes you have to apologize for them. Sometimes you're going to go to battle for them. You're going to have to do all these things. And sometimes nobody will know. Nobody will know. But uh, you as a leader have to be willing to do this. Finally, if you want to become a great leader, you have to coach others. Now, what what are you? some new leaders or young leaders believe? Well, I'm not, I don't have that much experience to coach somebody. No much experience, but you do have experience and you should be coaching people. What I'm doing right now on this audio is coaching many, many people who may listen to this. They may benefit out of this. You can do it too. You don't have to wait to be a perfect leader to start coaching people and helping people to become better. So people can replace you. So your team, you can be replaced. 
so people can grow and advance and become better. So nobody else in the future find themselves in a position when they, they used to be great, so they get promoted, and out of the blue they promoted, they don't know what to do because nobody coached them. You have to become a teacher, a coach, somebody who's interested, you have interest in people and you care for people. So you spend your time, energy, and money coaching them. If you have a big team, it will take you time. And you think sometimes this can happen. You can have a great position and you may think, well, I don't have to coach anymore. Or you can be in a, you can be a new leader and say, well, I don't have that much experience to coach. Both of the, both of those are excuses. You have to be coaching people. I don't care who you are. You have to be coaching people, looking for ways to be helping others with your experience to learn from you and giving yourself, becoming a listener, becoming a coach, somebody who provi provide insight and help people to think so they can grow and become better. And this is, I don't know how to say this, and this is maybe... <laughs> Uh, I don't know if the final one, or maybe it's not, maybe you can take it or not. You may not like this. But if you want to become a great leader, you have to ask yourself this question. Do you like people? Are you for people? Do you want people best? And I'm not talking about just people in your team. And you can ask yourself this in general. Um, you can ask yourself this question in general when you deal with people in the in the grocery store, maybe doing your oil change, exercising out there in the park, whatever. How do you treat people? How do you see people? How do you, do you care for people to do better? Do you pay? Do you care for people to grow? Do you care for people to have a great place to work? Do you care for all the things? Listen, generally some people don't care. Let me tell you. You can grow into that. And let me if you, let me tell you, if you're a Christian, you can pray for God to awake a heart of caring for people, caring for what for their life, caring for their well-being, caring for their future. That that's the only way to become a great leader. So what a leader does. First, a leader eliminates friction. Second, a leader creates culture. Third, a leader creates future. And fourth, a four leader is a protector of his people. Fifth leader is a coach, is a teacher, and finally, you need to like people. Again, you need if you don't like people, if you don't care for people, if you don't, if you don't ask yourself this way. Maybe okay, maybe, maybe this will translate this or explain it better. Do you ask yourself often? Do you ask yourself often this question? I wonder how it feels to be in her in his shoes. Do you ask yourself? Let me tell you, when you, if you start asking yourself that question, you will become more compassionate as a leader. You won't be the boss, you know, like my way or the highway. You will be willing to sacrifice time, energy, your money to coach people. You'll be willing to spend time thinking and reading and learning so you can create a better future for people. You'll be willing to study and spend time researching and trying to create a, a bigger, better culture, and you're going to sweat into that process is better uh, eliminating the friction. But if you don't care about people, if for you it's just the position, the paycheck, and the money, you're never going to be a good leader. And let me tell you, leadership is service, and there's no other way around. And it's an opportunity that I believe is given by God. 
And we have, if you're a leader, if your name in any way somehow had the word leader by it, we have the responsibility to do all these things and to care and love and encourage and help people to move to a better future. This is Chasing Growth. My name is Pablo Ulloa, and I hope you like this, this what we did today. And following us on social media, Facebook, YouTube, and all the other stuff. And thank you for listening. And I hope I can um, we can talk next week. Have a great week. God bless you. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Please help us spread the message of chasing growth by subscribing, commenting, and sharing this podcast on your social media and circle of friends. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Again, thank you for listening and keep chasing growth and stay tuned to our next episode.